Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our text for this day is Luke 16. Here again the part that reads, The master commended the dishonest manager for his shrewdness. For the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth, so that when it fails they may receive you in the eternal dwellings. This is our text. So what are you going to do with the rest of your life? Life changes, jobs change, school changes, your family changes. With all these cha changes, what is stable and why? What is your purpose? January 2020, we heard about the virus affecting the Chinese and anticipation of its spread to the U.S. In the view of the control of COVID, March 18th, we had our last public worship service. Life has changed. Two years of restrictions, and yet the effects still linger on in our world. And change isn't always for the better, but we have to deal with it, don't we? In fact, with change, there's always the possibility to lose everything, no matter where you are in life. Many have. Do you have an answer for what you will do if you knew that tomorrow you would lose everything? The question is not of if the loss will happen, but when. And so today we will explore this parable as we consider our life's purpose. There was a rich man who had a manager and charges were brought against him that this man was wasting his possessions. We are told that the charges were brought against this manager, but we are not told if the charges were in fact true. Good evidence. We are told that he will lose his job, maybe even his place to live. One could assume that his employer had provided him one. But the point is that his livelihood was gone. It was going to be taken away. What is he going to be, what will he do? Facing the losing of everything. He decides. He's going to make the most of this opportunity. There's only one thing his employer cannot take away. His employer cannot take away his relationships. So he makes the most of his situation, and he now has purpose. So wise is the manager that he gets a compliment. The master commended the dishonest manager for his shrewdness. Notice that the manager is still, caused, or still called dishonest, and the Greek says unrighteous. He's not a good man but he has acted in the sharpest wisdom. Now, the story could have stopped there, but Jesus applies it to the people who were there. No surprise there. But he also applies it to believers. For where the sons of this world, he says, are, most, are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by the means of unrighteous wealth. 
In other words, be as shrewd and wise, especially if you are a believer. Why? Because you have an eternal purpose to fulfill for others, so that when it fails, they may receive you into the eternal dwellings. The application of Jesus' words to the crowd is to us as well. And I tell you, you make friends for yourselves by unrighteous wealth. Think about this. Do we make the most of our relationships? Do we consider that our relationships could be forever? Stuff will disappear, but our relationships can last. Now, there are those who would go ahead and turn this text into a salvation by evangelism, and I doubt that's any of you. Most of us are terrified to go knocking on doors and having a conversation about faith, right? And yet they think that the way to get to heaven is by winning people for Jesus. Such thinking would be to turn Jesus' teaching of salvation into law, negating that it is by grace through faith that you have been saved. And this is not of yourself, but it is a gift of God. I've heard of religious groups that work that way, gaining points for heaven. But again, that would be to miss Jesus' teaching, and our purpose. Rather, when it comes to our salvation, we are always to center it in the gospel of our salvation. The gospel is all about Jesus and his free gift to us. So when we hear Jesus say, and I tell you, make friends for yourselves by unrighteous wealth, so that when it fails, you'll be welcomed into eternal dwellings, that is exactly what Jesus did and is doing. The eternal, pure Son of God comes into his mortal, unclean, unrighteous, sin-filled world and joins himself to it. He takes our place. He takes all of humanity's place. And he allows himself be accused and condemned as unrighteous. He allows everything to be taken away from him, yes, even his very life but with purpose. Here how St. Paul says it in Philippians chapter 2. Though Jesus, in the form of God, did not count equality with God something to be grasped, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death, on a cross. And yet, even when Jesus has everything taken away from him by death, he gains everything. For God the Father has accepted his sacrifice and raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand. So that again, Paul writes in Philippians 2, Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. 
But Jesus is not only the example of this parable's teaching, but he does and says throughout his life, death and resurrection, and continues today. The point is not that Jesus was dishonest, but that he uses the very things of this world, the stuff of this mortal life, to gain friends for himself. So that when he ascends to the Father, when he ascends on high, the great joy that is in heaven welcoming him, not only for all that he's done, but what he has done for them. Here, Revelation chapter 5, the praise of Jesus that is sung when he ascended into heaven. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. And we continue this song from the book of Revelation when we sing, this is the victory, this is the feast of victory for our God. St. Paul summarizes the application of Luke chapter 16 in 2 Corinthians 8, 9. For you, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yet for your sake, he became poor so that you, by his poverty, might become rich. Here is Jesus' purpose. Here is, or we are Jesus' purpose. And we are the result of him losing everything. And when Jesus earth loses his earthly life, he gains us. Consider again your eternal purpose. If we knew that tomorrow we would lose everything, even our very life, what would you do with what you still have today? Consider what is going to last. As believers, our salvation is already secure in Jesus. No need to work on that. As believers, we can bring along as many as people as we can. We are to make friends for, yourse- for ourselves. We are there to help them into eternity. For in Jesus, we no longer need to be afraid of our future. Our salvation is secure in Him. We are free then to love and to care for others. And what will happen when we arrive in eternity? Those that have gone before us will be glad that we are joining them. For in Jesus, we have an eternal purpose. Amen. Now the peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus.